I love computers. They make my life so much easier. Hey, Zach. Hey, Liz. So, uh, it's, it's infrastructure season for me. I almost keep saying infrastructure week, which is the reason that it is infrastructure season is that there was such a thing as infrastructure week. And so now it's like, ah, ha ha funny. It's infrastructure season. Uh, but I keep on accidentally saying the other thing. Uh, so it's infrastructure week for me here at, um, at super awesome corp. And I, (laughs) as such, I want to tell you a little bit about some infrastructure that I, I use, um, and have been using and have used and you can take the slack. Sorry. I didn't mean to get distracted immediately right as we started the show, but you can take the slack uh like video chat window and put it over the menu bar classic real real good real that's what i call a mac assed mac app i don't don't get the joke it's okay it's okay it's okay what is first on your list of infrastructures uh so first on my list of infrastructures is nuzzle uh, which is, it's a piece I'd wrote here. <laughs> I was about to just read right off my little note thing. A piece of infrastructure in my life. Nuzzle. That doesn't answer um, any of your questions that you probably have about Nuzzle. Liz, are you aware of Nuzzle? I have heard the name, and at some point I think I knew what it was, but now I don't. And it will probably come back to me once you start describing it. Okay. Um so as you may be aware, I am no longer on Twitter. I'm off off Twitter. Braver than the troops. Thank you for your service. <laughs> um, so one of the steps in my very long journey to being like, I am off Twitter, uh, was to find a way to replace the like news consumption I had been doing on Twitter with something. And so the gist of Nuzzle is that you can get a list of links um, daily. I got mine emailed to me, but you could also, you know, go on the website. Um, You get a list of links based on what the people that you follow on Twitter have been tweeting about. Hmm. So if they've all been tweeting about, hey, go check out this um, Casey Newton article about Basecamp, then you would get in your Nuzzle list just ranked by how many people have been tweeting about this. A lot of people have been tweeting about this Casey Newton Basecamp article. Okay. Um, You can click into it. So the email will just have like, here's an article, here's an article, here's an article. Um, You can go on the Nuzzle web interface and you can look at uh, what, what did people say about it? uh, Which was, uh, it sounds like a late addition from the, some of the background reading I've been doing. Um, that you can look at, hey, here's this here's this article about how housing policy in the U.S. is dumb, and then here's what Matt Iglesias says about it. Because sometimes right. what happens is that Matt Iglesias tweets an article, and then he says the opposite of the thing that is the article. He says, right. like, this article is dumb, and here's why. For Here's ten reasons why this article is wrong. Uh, it also happens a lot with Rotten in Denmark. Um, Not familiar. Michael Hobbs. Oh, yes. Familiar. I take it back. Um, so that was a useful thing once I started following those people to be like, okay, this seems like the kind of thing that Michael Hobbs would not have tweeted about intentionally. <laughs> so it, what what does he have to say about this article? Because it can't just be, I endorse this article. Right. Um. You can also get separate emails for Twitter lists, uh, which is one of the places that it like really helps for me. Um, I have a Milwaukee list on Twitter. Uh, hmm. It's just a bunch of like the Milwaukee city account, the mayor's account, the Milwaukee Department of City Development, that kind of thing. And so if there was a thing happening, if they were going to change the bus routes, I don't know, uh, if they were working on uh, it helped a lot with COVID stuff, they would say like, hey, here's Milwaukee's COVID guidelines um i could get those but if there was just like here's a picture of the mayor i didn't get that 
Um, and that, cool. I was a fan of that. Yeah. Uh, this So I mentioned Casey Newton. Casey Newton also wrote an article about Nuzzle in 2014 for The Verge, uh, which kind of boiled it all down, which is Nuzzle highlights the stories that everyone is talking about and kind of everyone in your circle specifically is talking about. Yeah. Right. Um, it doesn't solve the problem perfectly, which is I want to know kind of what the news is in the given spheres that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to know what the links are. And even if it's not a new thing, but a lot of people are talking about it because, you know, whatever, it's the five year anniversary of this article coming out or I don't know. I still kind of want to know this is a thing in the discourse right now. It was like a discourse condensing machine. <laughs> Um, so it didn't solve the problem perfectly, but it meant for me that I could stay off Twitter and still get relevant news for each of a handful of topics. Hell yeah. Um, in a way that is kind of related to my ideas for improving social media from a couple episodes ago of Mm -hmm. like sorting out what the important stuff is from just the daily updates, um, in a way that an algorithmic timeline purports to do but this one has a bias that i can tune myself (laughs) right (laughs) uh and so it can i can say hey three people from my cities and biking list tweeted about this thing so maybe it's actually relevant that you know whatever these are the new nacto guidelines and that's kind of a bigger deal than somebody in ohio got hurt and like damn sucks for the person in ohio but i don't need to concern myself with every article from every person in ohio wow do better yeah i don't indiana you know i might but ohio (laughs) hardly counts so that's nuzzle that's a piece of infrastructure that i use in my life and with all of this in mind uh here are some things about nuzzle as a business nuzzle was founded in 2012 by the guy who made friendster he got some vc funding to do it uh friendster if you're not aware is i think the thing that they were like oh we were facebook before facebook but the thing is facebook became facebook and friendster died right uh in 2019 they were acquired by scroll i remember getting an update about this um but nothing really changed afterwards as far as i could tell they stopped so scroll the idea is that it was like a paid ad block you gave them $10 a month right. and they would keep track of all of the articles that you looked at. And then based on which articles you go to, here's, you know, we're going to give 80% of your money to the New York Times and 10% right. to The Verge and whatever. And then, and if I remember right, um, online advertising basically went away and everything's perfect now. Right. Yeah. Scroll solved the problem entirely. Um that's why there's such a household name. I'm just saying this uh so the the TV camera that's on me at all times has <laughs> like some exposition, right? Yeah. Um when uh the aliens in a thousand years from now dig up the this MP3 file, they'll have the right. context. Right. God, I hope that no historians try and use this as a as a record of anything. <laughs> Don't do anything too notable in your life and it won't be a problem. I'll okay. try to do the same. <laughs> um, so the one thing that happened was that they stopped serving ads in the Nuzzle feed because it'd be really weird if the Adblock company <laughs> kept serving ads to you. Uh, sure. And so that was fine, right? I was like, ah, they got acquired, but whatever, you know. Uh, and then May 4th, Tuesday, May 4th, 2021, uh, I got an email that said, hey, uh, Nuzzle's going dark because we scroll got acquired by Twitter, and so you're not going to have Nuzzle anymore, and we're going to fold Nuzzle in, and it's going to be a part of Twitter now, um, but that's not going to happen right now, so just hang tight, and no more Nuzzle. Well, that's stupid. By yesterday, May 7th, all links to Nuzzle.com were dead. Uh, www.nuzzle.com is now a park domain by GoDaddy. park domain? Damn. They can't even, like, host a thing that says, we're not doing this anymore. Right. That's just an S3 bucket. Yeah. 
Um, Damn. Twitter really wants you back on Twitter, Zach. So all of the nuzzle emails that I got from like three days ago or whatever uh, that have like a link to nuzzle and I was going to click on them and go see what the article was uh, no longer work. I just have some headlines that I can copy and paste into Google and then get to the headlines. Um, and all of the people who linked in their, you know, whatever their post, they were like, Hey, nuzzle shutting down. Um, and linked to the announcement from the nuzzle blog at nuzzle.com. No longer have a live link. Dead links. I just fixed it earlier today for the indie web because you know, I care. Um, (laughs) That it's pointing to a Wayback Machine thing now, but uh, uh, there are there are two things with this. Thing number one is this was important infrastructure in the way that I like got news and kind of kept myself feeling up to date on things. Yeah, um, yeah. It sounds like you were using it pretty heavily if you're willing to get emails about it. Right. So there's that. How do I how do I go forward? How do I do I try and make my own thing that goes to Twitter and looks at what everyone that I follow has been tweeting about? Do I, there was something that was like, instead of Nuzzle, you can use Feedly. And like, Mm. maybe I could. Maybe. It seems (laughs) unlikely. Um, Do I give up on the taking Twitter to get information that's relevant to a particular circle um and just try and get the news elsewhere right do i just follow you know whatever streets blog and the new york times and the atlantic and you know no i don't think you do that (laughs) frankly because the thing about nuzzle is that it really made it manageable it made me feel like okay i'm gonna get the like top three most interesting things from streets blog and the most interesting things from the atlantic if they're relevant and yeah that's i mean genuinely it sounds like a nice service to just not have to filter through an rss feed about like some you know someone else already did that and they're talking about it and you want to know what they're talking about and what they're saying about it and right and probably michael hobbs would read a story that you you know weren't getting an rss for right so this is something that i feel like if if everyone was on the indie web already (laughs) i could be like well okay i'm gonna make nuzzle for the indie web then if only right that's if if we had that then you know world hunger would be solved um but i don't I don't want to build one back up myself, but I also don't really want to try and hack Feedly into doing it because that's mm-hmm. that's more of a pile of hacks than Nuzzle was, and Nuzzle got shut down. So, yeah, I mean, as long probably as long as you keep your Twitter bot to yourself, Twitter won't shut it down. But also, Twitter's not been super friendly to any third-party clients since. I don't know, 2015, 2014, maybe. Yeah. And now that they own Nuzzle, there's no way in the world I would be able to just be like, hey, please give me an API client for Nuzzle too. <laughs> right. It's it's pretty hostile, I think, for, on Twitter's part. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they meant it to be hostile like that, but it it sends a pretty clear message about what they want you to do with Twitter. Right. And that's to be addicted and look at their ads. Yeah. And I'm really, I, I don't want to go back on Twitter. There are like three things I miss from Twitter. And they are the things that were on Twitter, but should have been blocks. (laughs) If somebody made an RSS feed of Foon threads. <laughs> oh my god, Foon threads absolutely should be blog posts. Right? <laughs> so there's just, that. There's like. They just, like, 
you know, they write an essay and then break it into separate tweets <laughs> and occasionally provide updates. Right. Yeah. There's some, the update part of it is important. The way that it's like a live blogging and, and there can be comments to a particular paragraph of the live blog, right. Is something mm -hmm. that could not easily be recreated on a blog. But also Twitter's not doing it right. It's just Twitter's where the people are. Yeah. So like those things I think would be very nice to have an RSS feed for, but I'm not sitting here going, I really wish I was back on Twitter. That's probably good for you. I wish I had Nuzzle still. <laughs> you know, you were describing Nuzzle and I was and I was like, you know, I might try out Nuzzle. <laughs> <laughs> I did my best to use all present tense words. Yeah, just you did a so really good the, job. The the fall would be, you know, all that more impactful. So I don't know what the I I do know that I need a new news finding infrastructure then, or I suspect that I need a new news finding infrastructure. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that is or what's that what that is going to look like. Unfortunately, Twitter is, like, so... Intertwined with the way that the world works? Yes. That it's basically... Your options are basically Twitter and RSS feeds. And RSS feeds kind of suck. Because not every... Not everyone supports RSS feeds. And the ones who do don't care about them so like if a link is broken in the rss feed no one cares mm -hmm. also rss feed apps suck real bad i have you tried net newswire no i haven't tried net newswire it's worth trying okay i'll try it okay. <laughs> i agree i've i've had a lot of troubles with rss feed apps net newswire works the way that my brain does but that doesn't mean it's going to work the way that yours does well it's I'm going to at least open a tab. Do you have any I, uh, other ideas besides RSS feeds and making your own nuzzle? <laughs> Not really. None. Right. The, the nuzzle, making my own nuzzle too was the most productive. Because um, <laughs> it, the way that it worked, the way that it, surfaced things that are relevant to this or that group was really useful um and something that i'm not sure how to replicate without getting into that group right mm -hmm. in a way that like hmm, okay here's a thought i also so when you install nuzzle they just give or not when you install Net Newswire, they just give you a handful of RSS feeds because it'd be weird to install an RSS app and it's just like totally empty and there's no way to evaluate it. So they give you whatever, 10, you know, uh, the guy who invented OmniFocus and the guy who did um, Audio Hijack. And uh, one of those is Kotkey.org and one of those is Gruber. And those are two, they just like... They are like their own nuzzle for their realms. Kotki, mm. it's kind of like computers and design. Um, Gruber, it's a little more like Apple specific, but also like computer legal things. Okay. Um, and like privacy, kind of that's that's his beat. But they are just they are they kind of do a lot of aggregation and a little bit of here's what I think, here's I'm tying this into a link that we, you know, that came across two days ago or whatever. Um, and they are those people for those circles. I'm using the word circles intentionally because I'm trying to evoke Google+. Plus. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, maybe I should get back on Google+. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> Please, uh, historians, don't trust us. No, historians trust should trust me because my view of the world is objective and truthful. Okay. 
Mine isn't. <laughs> if you need to get through a door, you ask, uh, you know, you ask one of us yeah. what the other one would say, and then you'll, you're good. Um. So, but there's not a John Gruber for bus people that you know of, at least. I could be the John Gruber for bus people. You should be. You deserve to be. Yeah. And frankly, the bus community deserves you. Right. Or maybe they don't deserve you, but they're gonna get you. Mm. Uh-huh. You're you're just the one. The, I'm the I'm the link aggregator that the bus people I happen need, to get, but not the one that they deserve. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that is not a solution, but it is an idea. <laughs> what if it was part of your job to know all of these things? Okay. And then, you know, you do the aggregation, and the people who are interested in the things you're interested about pay you somehow through Nuzzle Two. Ah, scroll to. Scroll to. <laughs> you make your own app called Nuzzle 2, and it's for people in your circles, except there's no algorithmic curation. It's just you. <laughs> it's just me. I just post links whenever I find something cool. But the <laughs> thing is, I never find links because I can't use Nuzzle anymore. Yeah. So there's there's no links and that's it's like a respite, right? It's a it's a, an oasis where you go and you go, Oh there's nothing I need to worry about <laughs> Thank here. Thank God. <laughs> if Zach isn't telling me about it, I don't need to worry about it. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. And so that does that that really uh directly ties into my my second part of what do I do with this information, which is how do I trust infrastructure in a capitalist system? As far as you can throw it. Okay. And what that I mean by that... Inverse of what I was thinking, but go ahead. Uh, what I mean by that, I think, is, like, I don't know. I don't want to be cynical. Like, I often am on this show and in real life. Uh-huh. Uh, and, but, I, you know, I don't want my... That's not my entire personality. Um, it, uh, it was at some point, but it's not anymore. Um... <laughs> And that's on personal growth. <laughs> but like you trust it until you give it an opportunity to screw you over and then you don't trust it. What does that mean? <laughs> that means that I don't know how much time there was between Twitter acquiring Nuzzle and Twitter shutting down Nuzzle. Three days. Three days. So if at the beginning of that you were like, oh, I'm sure this is going to be fine. I would call you a fool. I probably wouldn't. I would say, good luck. Because I think <laughs> that's... I I would not. That, like, you should trust Twitter to keep Nuzzle around as much as you think that... Nuzzle is going to be profitable for Twitter? Yeah. Which it isn't, because it literally... It seems like it doesn't make any money at all. <laughs> What was the business model if not ads? You could get a pro version that would do something. Wasn't anything I needed. So basically, Twi- Nuzzle allowed people to stay off Twitter while using Twitter's service. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, <laughs> Twitter's going to shut it down. <laughs> and like, I don't think you're a fool for using nuzzle up to that point mm-hmm. right like there was no reason to think that twitter was going to acquire nuzzle uh, i mean besides the obvious which was you know exactly what i said before right but like that could be in three days that could be five years from now you could get a lot of use out of it in five years mm-hmm. nuzzle took something away from uh nuzzle being shut down took something away from you but it didn't but it took the thing it if google photo shut down within 3 days and it was just a park domain mm-hmm. i think people you would have a lot more people upset about that than they are about nuzzle 
because it's not just that the service of Google Photos is going down. It's uh, it's going down with perhaps the only copy of a lot of people's photos. Right. You know, it's so Nuzzle taking something away that it gave you in the first place is different than Google Photos shutting down, which takes away a service that they gave you in the first place and also your treasured memories. And I, I, I'm listening to myself and I don't really like the language of giving you something and then taking it away. It's more like, you know, providing a service for money, that right, kind of thing. Right, yeah. And they, Google makes an implicit promise and that there's a lot of problems with implicit promises, but they make an implicit promise that you can trust them with your photos. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out the line between, I, I don't trust Google photos entirely with my photos. I don't, I, I have a couple of copies of my photos, but I also don't think Google photos is it doesn't seem as uh, shaky, uh, you know, as it feels like it has a pretty good foundation. Mm-hmm. But also that's might just be optics on Google's part. Right. I think there's an interesting thing there though, that it's the, it, this is reminding me of Google reader. Okay. In a way that every white boy who ever thought about blogging thinks about Google reader. <laughs> um, which like puts this puts that at a different place than just Google Photos because it's not just about is there enough Google behind this company to or behind this service to make it happen but also who is relying on it and what is the business model in a way that Google Photos is really good advertising for Android phones and it is um you know, if you want to use Google Photos to the point where you're using up a lot of their data storage space, mm-hmm. you're paying them for it. Um, and so there is a business model to it the way that Nuzzle didn't really have and the way that Google Reader didn't really have. Mm-hmm. But like having a business model doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be successful. Right. <laughs> like it maybe like Google Photos is a bad example because it's been around for a couple of years now, but like trying to think of a kind of a newfangled company with a real business model that just might not work Mm -hmm. there's probably a hundred that are based on bitcoin i mean yeah yeah i mean i I don't think that necessarily falls into the real business model uh (laughs) portion of that but like um okay like uh like the people who make audio hijack Mm-hmm. genuinely good software that like is relatively expensive but people are willing to pay for and they provide updates right but if even if i had audio hijack installed and rogue amoeba wasn't around when apple made the switch to the m1 there would there, no more audio hijack yeah and that that's that was my point like like you said, these promises are all implicit, so the so the amount of trust we can actually put in them is even less than an explicit promise, which is just words as well. Mm-hmm. Words that, if you have enough people and enough money involved, you could probably make a lawsuit out of, but like... Right. Not really. You're suing a now bankrupt company so good luck <laughs> okay and so then i think there are steps of reasonableness for what do i do next what do i do as i'm trying to find a new news finding arch- uh, infrastructure mm-hmm. do i go to an app that i am giving money or do i mm-hmm. go to an app that i'm not giving money or do i go to an open source project that's right it's the only way to I be sure is to make it yourself, Zach. Could. <laughs> right, I could fix it myself. I could get it updated for the M1 myself if I needed to, but mm-hmm. um, I also can rely on it existing as a thing uh, up until that point where I'm the one who needs to do it. Government-funded RSS readers. Mm. 
It's a utility. People need to know the news. Right. Right. Technically, actually, I think that's under the purview of the United States Postal Service. Yeah. I think you're right. (laughs) Right when they're done giving us all our own email addresses. Yeah. So we can get, like, USPS.gov or whatever, and the USPS RSS reader, and the USPS social media thing with a chronological Mm -hmm. timeline. Mm Mm-hmm. Or uh, simply mail people their social media, (laughs) I think, (laughs) is the next best solution. It's just a flash drive with an HTML page on it. (laughs) It's perfect. And it's like a milk bottle. If you uh, put the flash drive back in the mailbox, you can get the refund. I had something I was going to say. Where was I going with that? Earlier... When I said, as far as you could throw them, you said, I was thinking the opposite of that. And I was wondering what you meant by that. Oh, I was thinking, I can't throw. <laughs> I was looking at my notes, which are, I I wouldn't expect this to happen with a washing machine. So I just listened to A Do By Friday, I think. Uh-huh. Where Mer- I'm way behind, by the way, so sorry for the outdated okay. reference, aliens who are doing historical analysis. <laughs> um, but they were talking about the printer ink subscription, where the printer can tell if you bought this ink with a subscription, and if you canceled it, the ink no longer works. Mm-hmm. This is... I don't expect that to happen either, but it does. Right. So that's the second part of that sentence is that that said, I've been burned enough to know that it is how it happens for tech, regardless of what I expect. I'll stop interrupting you. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Don't cancel me. You're all good. Um, Well, and even the first thing, which was I wouldn't expect this from a vacuum cleaner or a washing machine is what I had written. And I censored myself because Big Roomba is definitely going to cancel my my vacuum at some point. (laughs) Uh, We're going to have to hack the vacuum. <laughs> uh. Has Foon made a Roomba run Doom yet? Doomba. Doomba. <laughs> Ooh, that's just a Roomba with a chainsaw taped to it. <laughs> Doomba turns your Roomba's cleaning maps into Doom levels. Hell yeah. That's that... sick as fuck. That's actually really cool. Hacking a Roomba to play Doom on my floor. Yeah, it looks like there's a uh, there's a Roomba. I love the internet. It's not like running Doom. It's basically running an AI that executes the like the players part in Doom. Mm-hmm. And then they set up the the obstacles and the the creatures. Incredible. That's which is so much better than I, I think. Could. That's still that counts for sure. You got to do what you got to do if it doesn't have a screen. Yeah. So you can Google Doomba and get results. Um, (laughs) So anyway, this is where, you know, the part of me that read Cory Doctorow when I was a teen comes out and is like, well, (laughs) just let me have things. Here's some money. Give me products and services. Right. And don't take them away afterwards. Right. Because, like, I don't know. My feeling... My, I don't, uh, just for the record, I know nothing about the inner workings of the Nuzzle app and the Nuzzle, like, cloud service, mm-hmm. but it seems like all the functionality could probably happen on device. Yeah, if you could get a, f- a full unfiltered timeline. So why doesn't it? Like, if, why why not? Like, not just not just technically, it might be easier to do it on the server, but I just, so many, th- I, I think we've had similar discussions before on this podcast, but like so many things happen on, on client side where they should happen on a server, and so many things happen on a server when they should happen on the client side. Mm-hmm. 
and it's usually about making it technically more less difficult or the the reason for doing it the way they're doing it is usually because it's expensive to do to to do the thing they're doing on the client side on the server so they're doing it on the client side and they're killing chrome because of it <laughs> or they're doing it on the server because if they did it on the client side then like you could pirate it or something mhm like uh like a, a a while back, a game called Super Mario Run came out on iOS, and it was like kind of a big deal because it was one, of, if not the first Mario game, it was like the first real Mario game to come out for iPhone. Right. And for no reason at all, you had to be connected to the internet to use it. Hmm. There was n- there was no like. It was like a free free to do the first level and then you could pay to do the rest of the levels kind of thing. So it wasn't even an nope, ad? N- nope, no ads. No, uh, like, interactivity with, a, with like, a... You tap Scoreboard and hold... A... You tap to make him jump. <laughs> <laughs> and there might have been a scoreboard, but, like, you don't need the scoreboard to play the game. Right. Right, you can build it to fail out and say, here's your score. Here's your score. We can't get other ones. We'll upload yours when you're connected, when you get off the airplane. And the only reason for doing something like that is stopping piracy, I guess. Or stopping people hacking their way into the the paid levels maybe mhm point is they made the experience of using this app really bad for the sake of squeezing a little bit more money out of it and i don't respect that and yeah. it happens a lot decisions get made that make the product worse for the sake of being able to make more money and the same thing like i i know like if i was on twitter and saying this economists would be like that's kind of how it works and i i would say yeah but it shouldn't and (laughs) sounds like maybe that's a bad system if it incentivizes (laughs) making things worse maybe that's the take yeah yeah and i I want to say one more thing about, in particular, Nuzzle. So all that stuff could have happened on the client side, and what what could have... how an, Another way this situation could have gone would be that Nuzzle makes a sort of app, and then they get uh, acquired by Scroll, and then they take the ads out of the app. And then they get acquired by Twitter, and no more updates, but the app still works because all the actual logic happens on the client side. So as long as you don't mm-hmm. delete the app, all the code's still there. And that is a much better experience because, frankly, Nuzzle was doomed from the start. Yeah. Twitter has been cracking down on third-party services that use the Twitter APIs for years. And they were showing no... They weren't and still are not showing any signs that they're going to be making things better for third parties. Right, yeah. So if the people who worked on Nuzzle maybe wanted to do something after that, after Nuzzle eventually got shut down because we knew it was going to. Mm-hmm. They could say, remember Nuzzle? Remember how cool that was? We're working on this now. That would be, like, that's a motivation for making the app better. You could just make the app better for the sake of making an app better, but right. I understand that's not how people think about things. Pride in your craft? In this economy? <laughs> yeah. 
it's I don't I don't have an answer to either thing. I I yeah. don't have enough time to go full Stallman. And also I wish there were a thing to call it besides full Stallman and I'm going to work on that because now that I've said it out loud that's a reference to a shady guy. Um but I don't want to go full you know open source only. I'm going to I'm going to build it myself and that's the only way I can trust it because that's not how we make the world a better place for everybody. And that's not even a good way to make the world a better place for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. But I want to a little bit. I want to be like, but I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time to, to go make my own nuzzle and my own Twitter and my own, right? It's nuzzle, yeah, but it no. only works for Mastodon. Um, you know what, Zach? Here's the thing. Even if it w- even if you did only do open source stuff, it wouldn't necessarily be better for you. <laughs> it like even if it was easy, which it's not, it wouldn't be better because like there was a a thing a while back, I don't remember exactly when this happened, but someone found a a a hack. Uh they found a flaw in the pseudo uh, program in Linux, <laughs> which allowed you, which allowed anyone to access root privileges without knowing the password, and it was there for so long. Like, <laughs> I don't know exactly how long, but it was more than a couple of years, and just no one knew. It was just sitting there, and it was. It wasn't obvious. I, I I learned about it in a computer security class, and he showed us like the professor showed us like twenty lines of code or so of the pseudo program, the authentication part mm-hmm. of it that is, and it would have taken me a long time to figure out the flaw, but it was just like. A logical edge case. It was like a bitwise or versus a a logical or kind of thing, right? It wasn't... I, I imagine. I don't know. Yeah, it was more like... Um, I think it had something to do with the re-authentication process. Like if you use sudo more than once in a row, you don't have to sign in again. I don't remember mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, but it was like a... It was a, if this and this is true, go for it. And you could make it so that when both of those things are true, when you aren't, when they shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't remember exactly, but it's like. Yeah. But at least I would always have pseudo. It might be buggy. (laughs) It might be awful. It might be unusable. It might be difficult to install but at least i will always have it (laughs) that's comforting i guess this is all about how i don't really i have this particular issue with nuzzle is making me realize that having any infrastructure as a part of my workflow means that i'm relying on things and that's good i remind myself that's it's good to rely on things it's it's not feasible for me to to do everything myself and so um that said i still really want the things that i'm relying on to be to be nice things that work how i want them to um and so i have found a, a nice thing that works how i want it to that i can rely on uh for a grocery list app and i am now going to tell you about it hell yeah so this app is just called Grocery, um, but you can get it at smartgrocery.app also. Um, it is uh, a grocery list, and it has a lot of other features, but the part of it that I like the most is the grocery list part, so that's what I'm going to be talking about. Okay. Um, for some background, I used to use Big Oven because I... 
thought having an API into my grocery list would be an important thing for me. Um, see the previous discussion about how I'm going to build everything myself for uh, why maybe that's not a good idea. But I thought maybe I'm going to have an API available for my grocery list. Um, but also, I am 20 and don't want to have to pay for it. So I'm I'm going to use this app. And it's uh, it slowly became less good of an app until the point where I got onto um, iPad and started doing a lot of my grocery lists from iPad OS. And it does not support multitasking. It doesn't mm. really do like copy paste very nicely. Um, so there were, yeah, there were some issues. <laughs> um, so I went out and I started looking around at grocery list apps and there are a handful, but this is the one that I landed on. Um, this is not, you know, I didn't do a wire cutter full evaluation of every single app on the market but this one hit most of the boxes let me see if i can actually find my initial list of all the boxes that i would like it to hit hmm. i like lists like that so one thing that i like is when there are sections of the store in the mm. um in the app that you can say hey this is in the dairy aisle this is an aisle seven um especially so if i'm shopping at my local roundies related store uh you can go online and hit like the shop online thing and search for the product and it'll tell you what aisle it's in and that was really convenient you could say hey this is going to be in aisle seven this is going to be wherever um predefined sections for a given store this is so i do my grocery shopping between three different stores um based on what i'm feeling that week what i know is available at different shops um and so i'm not going to be buying chorizo from my local metro market uh that's going to come from sermak and i would like a way to say hey this is this is an ingredient for this store and this is an ingredient that's never going to show up in this store um i would like to be able to share it with my partner um i would definitely like to share it between my devices sure yeah um i would like to be able to put in metadata for like hey, I'm going to need two cups of chicken breast or whatever. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) You want metadata, but the metadata you just described sounds like ingredients. Yes, but it's for... (laughs) Oh, oh no, recipe metadata as in what recipe is this ingredient for? Because if I want to do a pork shoulder rub, and I got to get all sorts of spices for this pork shoulder rub, but I can't find any pork shoulder. There's no sense in getting all the spices. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So that's what I mean, recipe metadata. I okay. needed to remind myself, but... That'd be really cool. Did Out of carry, I know I'm skipping ahead, but did you find that? Is Does grocery do that? Uh, I Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I have not okay. explored the app fully. Okay. Um. It hasn't been a thing I've found myself needing because of just the way that I've been interacting with grocery. Um, there's also snoozing is something that I think would be really nice in a similar way that if you get an email in Gmail and you can say, I don't need to think about this until tomorrow. Um, if I could say, hey, I'm walking around, you know, whatever, my grocery store down the street and I wanted to pick up honey today, but they don't have honey. I like walk down the aisle. They don't have honey. So honey has got to come from some other store. If I could Mm -hmm. snooze it and say, get this off my list, but it's not checked off. It's just not today. That makes sense. Um, Yeah. So those are some things that I think would be really nice to have in a grocery app. And maybe one day I will find all of those things in a grocery app. Um, But in the meantime, I have found grocery and it, it solves my grocery problems. Okay. Um, so the the big central thing about grocery is that it remembers the order in which you checked off your items last time you walked through the grocery store. Oh, that's cool. It's really nice. Okay, yeah, I need this app. As you add the items back in. So this, I was saying I would like aisles. This is better than... It tracking what aisle everything's in because it's mm-hmm. just tracking the order in which you walk through the store everything's in. 
Yeah, right. Um, so good. Okay, so that's then right. in that's order, good. you need to be able to think about the different stores. So there's the ability to say, hey, I'm in this store, and so I'm, you know, whatever, I'm at Cermak, and I'm going to be checking items off the list, and that's the order now for these items in Cermak. And then there's also an unsorted category, which is not quite snoozing, but it is a way to say, hey, don't show this in the main section of the list. Um, okay. Just let me know. You know, whatever. It's backed by reminders, which means it basically has an API that I could use if I ever wanted to, but I don't ever really want to. Um, what do you... It's backed by reminders? Is that what yeah, you said? So, yeah, so... Yeah. So your Apple reminders list becomes your grocery list in grocery. Oh, okay. You set up a, a grocery reminders list and So you could like tell Siri to add something to yeah. your grocery list. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And then ordering happens once you get to the store and start checking things off. Right. Um you can add recipes um and so it's a whole recipe but then you can add little ingredients it's all in markdown uh and it comes with a few recipes and then you can say hey i want to add this whole recipe to my grocery list uh there's meal plan stuff um which i have not looked into because that's part of the paid plan uh but given the conversation we just had uh i should probably think about the pay plan (laughs) Um, it's got some really nice things with geofencing. So you can, um, when you get to a store, it'll recognize, Hey, you're in this store or that store okay. and pull it up. Um, once you start checking off the list, it will keep your phone unlocked. That's a setting somewhere in there that you can say, Hey, just never turn off the screen, which was really helpful before iOS 14.5 came out. Um, but I was still wearing a mask and I did not want my screen to be locking constantly. Yeah. I ha- I have that issue pretty frequently even still today. Yeah. So that's something really nice that it can do. Um it's got a couple other pieces that I don't love. There so there's this cleanup feature um that when you add items it will clean them up. So if you say I want 12 ounces of chocolate chips becomes chocolate chips colon 12 ounces right yeah are you on the website now i'm on the app store preview but yeah Uh, yeah um and i think the idea with that too is that you could say like grated carrots for a recipe and it would just say you want carrots colon grated Mm -hmm. and so then it would just say let's look for carrots in the same place you always look for carrots uh but it's not quite smart enough about that for me um Mm. i think it's ai powered And so sometimes I will say something like, I want a Spanish onion and I want a red onion. Um, And it will make onion colon Spanish and onion colon red. And then it will go, you have two things called onion just with different notes. So I'm going to merge those into one and make onion colon Spanish comma red. Mm, Yeah, that's not what you want. No. Um, It does have multitasking support on the iPad. What's up? Once you... Once it does that, is there a way to be like, nope, that's wrong? There is a way to just disable the cleanup feature altogether, which is oh, what I've done. That's not still not really because like it says it uses Core ML to do that, which is just you know it's mm-hmm. it's a machine learning API. Like there should just be a button that says no, this is wrong. You shouldn't do that. Yeah, that's yeah okay probably it's a it's a globally defined model oh you think they use the same model for every single phone i would imagine well they should make it better yeah well (laughs) so that's something i can we can think about uh because there is the the developer i actually emailed once already and said hey your multitasking support is okay but it's not great it was when you like clicked and it brought the on-screen keyboard up the keyboard would cover up the entry section Mm -hmm. so you couldn't Mm -hmm. see what you were typing and i was like 
hey, this isn't working. Here's a screenshot. And he was like, you got it. It's in the next, you know, the next release. We'll oh, that's not awesome. do that. Right. So that's really. <laughs> um, it's really encouraging. Right. Uh, and I will definitely be giving this guy some money because I I think it's important to support developers who make things that you care about. It's got a Mac version. He ported it for Mac um, and he added services and i don't know what that actually means um it does sync so it syncs the order in which items are listed and in which items were checked off between households um Mm. so that includes any of your devices and then also you can invite someone to a household and then it would include theirs you can share the lists in reminders i assume they everyone involved has to have a apple device right yeah it's apple reminders so that's the yeah so there are still some elements right like i'm saying i i'm not sure um you know i haven't taken advantage of all the grocery premium features and uh it's got inventory tracking which seems like something that would be pretty neat um might not be i don't know how i would use it but um it seems like it would be helpful yes i i can see that being at least interesting to look at Mm mm-hmm I am definitely going to try this out. This looks really cool. Yeah. So you might be thinking, well, Zach, what what kind of stuff do you need to to be buying at the grocery store, right? You're not, you know, you're not drinking milk. So what what's even the point of going to the grocery store? If you can't have dairy, why are you going to be going to the grocery store? What do you need to keep track of in that little app of yours? And the answer, as far as I'm concerned, you're just eating pork shoulders and drinking almond milk. <laughs> it's a lot of pork shoulders and almond milk, you know. Um, but you got to spice it up every once in a while, and that's why I recently went out and got myself some Brave Robot animal-free ice cream. Oh, which is entirely devoid of pork shoulder. Uh, so it's. But how far can you really trust them, Zach? <laughs> um, so it's animal-free dairy, which sounds like a nonsense phrase that I just it, made up right now. It does. Um, I'm skeptical. Yeah. So you might be aware uh, about ebooks. Liz, right? I think you've heard of ebooks. <laughs> what in the world? Just digital ice cream? So they put uh the genome for the bovine whey protein into an open source database. Oh, oh. my producer has corrected me. <laughs> the gene. <laughs> Uh, so they digitized the gene for creating a bovine whey protein. Okay. Um, into an open source database, like an ebook. No. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. And so, just some like biochem because I forgot this until my partner reminded me. Uh, is that the thing that genes do? Is that they tell your body how to make a protein of whatever mm-hmm. sort. And so this is just the gene that tells the the body, the cow's body in this case, um, how to make bovine whey protein, which is just a particular protein that goes into dairy that makes it creamy and um, good and makes your brain go, ah, that's dairy. Um, and then they gave that gene to some microbes. They gave some bacteria the gene, and they said, here's some sugar. Uh, Parentheses, it's just like brewing beer, which is kind (laughs) of. That's really cool. So the result is a non-animal whey protein. That's very, very cool. It is considered vegan um, because there's no animals involved. Um, It is lactose-free because they add in different sugars because... You know, milk has a lot of things, including lactose and whey protein, but those two things don't have to go hand in hand. I was actually just going to ask about that. That's really cool. 
Wait. <laughs> Does your ice cream use GMOs? Yeah, I was just looking at that. <laughs> I guess there are technically no... Like... They're produced by GMOs, maybe? Yeah. It's It definitely uses GMOs. Okay. It doesn't contain GMOs. It uses GMOs, though. Yeah, that's the same thing, actually. Like, <laughs> you wouldn't say that, uh, like, milk doesn't use GMOs just because the cow itself is genetically modified, but the milk <laughs> isn't. Because it's molecularly identical to a dairy protein, it is required to be labeled as milk, as dairy. That makes sense. Um, so I tried it. I actually ate some some animal free dairy ice cream. Is it identical to? There was so I got the vanilla, and my thinking was it's very hard to hide in vanilla. And how many times did you make model rockets as a kid, Liz? Um, more than zero, less than five. Okay. Do you have any memory of the wadding that would go into a model rocket? Uh, I have memories of it. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I will like walk past a tree or something and my brain will go, that smells like the wadding from a rocket. That's a very particular smell. Yes. There was the tiniest hint of tasting like wadding from a rocket (laughs) to this ice cream. I don't know. I cannot say for sure if that's the way that they process the vanilla, because there's a lot of different ways that vanilla flavoring can end up in in a food Mm -hmm. or if that's from the the way that they took this um, animal-free protein and turned it into ice cream. Right. My partner was a really big fan of it um, and is opening the door now to tell me that that was slander. Sometimes things just taste like that. I don't know. It appears I can get it at my local grocery store. Cool. And I will be trying it. That's I'm really interested. Yeah. it was. I'd, I'd recommend it. Um the company that makes these whey proteins also, it looks like, partnered with a couple other, um, here we go, partners, a couple other companies. Mm-hmm. So there's there's more to experience. It's only ice cream so far. Yeah, like Nix and Graders, maybe, uh, have like a much more traditional packaging style. Than the brave mm-hmm. robot, it's not like the same shape and all, you know, because there's only one shape that could possibly mean pint of ice cream, right? But, like the the designs on it and the like names are more ice creamy than brave robot. Mm-hmm. Brave robot is definitely trying to look like ice cream of the future. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad that there are websites like Food Navigator USA that give me the background on why Brave Robot exists as a subsidiary to the Perfect Day spinoff Urgent Co. Care to enlighten us? We're on a mission to create a more intelligent CPG ecosystem. Consumer packaged goods, such as food, beverage, clothes, tobacco, makeup, household. I do hope, even if we perfect um, animal-free dairy and manage to make animal free dairy cheaper than animal full dairy Mm -hmm. i do still hope that we keep around things like oat milk and coconut milk and almond milk because they provide a a flavor environment that would not be available otherwise i totally agree this is a quote from perfect day co-founder if you invented a new kind of camera that could record new kinds of videos, it's not just that you would want to have all the studios upgrade their footage. You'd also want to tell new kinds of stories. Says Perfect Day co-founder Ryan Pandya, who has always harbored ambitions to develop his own retail products, but pivoted to a B2B model, um, such as developing ingredients, with co-founder um, Paramal Gandhi fairly early on. So Perfect Day started out going, what if we made consumer products? And then they were like, wait a minute, what if we made things for other companies? And then once they were established enough making things for other companies, they developed a spinoff company um, 
which is the Urgent Co., which has a subsidiary brand, uh, Brave Robot, <laughs> and they make consumer-facing goods. Wow. I'm glad so much effort has gone into this. Do you want a review? Yeah, absolutely. Of the Brave Robot? Uh, yeah, let me get... Uh, I'm going to go with... Well, see, this now we got an issue. We, our database is called Non-Dairy Other Database, but this is not non-dairy at all no you're right i guess it can't go in the database got a new new database (laughs) we can put it in the database i'll I'll make an exception this one time okay can we get a rating in email newsletters i think it's 10 out of 10 email newsletters wow which is like eight out of 10 blogs and now a psa from the worrying bugs To learn the exciting of trains, we're going to visit the rail yards. We're going into railway stations and out along the tracks. We'll take you outside of a train and also inside of one also as well. That way, you can get idea of how to when we. You see a one of these, it is you get the idea of just how important... Trains! This has been a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. Uh... Zach, if someone made Nuzzle 2 and wants to tell us about it... Uh, Or if you're mad at me for being off of Twitter, uh, you can send a letter to my house at... (laughs) 